Hey, let me uh, take a moment and welcome a new sponsor to the podcast. Really happy to uh, introduce Steel, the number one maker of chainsaws in the U.S. And by the way, just so you know, they make a ton of more products than just chainsaws, like gardening tools, trimmers, blowers. But I want to talk specifically about my brand new battery-powered chainsaw. Man, I am dangerous with this thing. It's the new MSA 220C. Oh, man. It's definitely not your old school, clunky, heavy chainsaw, right? I remember when I first picked up the old school chainsaw back when I was about 14 years old, and I'm thinking, what in the world? This thing, by the way, it's lightweight, it's easy to handle, but still has more than enough power to get the job done. It's a rear handle, battery-powered chainsaw, so no mixing fuel, which is great, and no struggling to get it started, which is even better. Just drop the battery in, and it's ready to go. The MSA 220C is one of the most powerful battery-powered chainsaws in the steel line, so it can take on just about any cutting task with ease, and I can't impress enough on you how lightweight it is. I actually was out, and this is not something I do all the time, but I trimmed a few tree branches around the property line, easy as can be. And I'll tell you this, if I can do it, I promise you every single person listening to this podcast can do it. I'm just being honest about it. So where do you get one, you ask? Great question. You can buy your products online at steel, that's S-T-I-H-L, USA.com. And they're going to be ready for you to pick up at your local dealer. You can still rely on your local authorized dealer for hands-on assistance and great deals if you'd like to. So where do you get one? Excellent question. You can buy your products online at steel, S-T-I-H-L, USA.com. Steel, USA.com. And they'll be ready for you to pick up at your local dealer. You can still rely on your local authorized dealer for hands-on assistance and great deals. And if you want to check out some products, that's the place to do it. Just enter your zip code online and you can see all the local retailers near you. That's steel, S-T-I-H-L, USA dot com. This week on the Dave Logan Podcast, the ins and outs of cutdown day. And Dave is putting his money where his mouth is at the quarterback position. If I had to bet, I would say Russell will have a very good year. I mean, I could see Russell Wilson throwing 28 to 32 touchdowns. How many touchdowns did he have last year? I tried to erase last year. <laughs> this is the Dave Logan Podcast. And welcome to the Dave Logan Podcast, Dave Logan and Julie Brownman, podcast number 180. We thank you for uh, downloading. Thank you for listening. Had a good weekend? I did. What did I do? Oh, I was up in Winter Park watching, and on Saturday night I watched the Broncos game and listened, by the way. And I met some people that turn down the TV and turn you up. Bless their hearts. Yep. Love that. I know. That was actually for a preseason game. Yeah, pretty damn entertaining. I, you know what? I thought it was a really entertaining preseason game, and I, I normally don't get too fired up for preseason, but that may have been the most uh, entertaining. Uh, it may not have been entertaining if you're a Rams fan, but right. from the Broncos' perspective, I thought they played really well. Their twos and threes. A lot of those guys had a chance to go out and put something on tape one more time, and then see kind of where the chips fall. I thought there were a few guys that. Um if they were just trying to make an impression or were on the bubble or thought they were on the bubble or anybody else thought they were on the bubble, I thought there were a few performances of players that, that played well, right? That didn't play themselves out of a job. I'm waiting. Bassey? 
Oh, I think Isan Bassey is going to make the team, especially with the injury to K1 Williams. Mm-hmm. I mean, K1 Williams had ankle surgery. We taped this on a Monday, and he had ankle surgery today. No, no determination yet. At least we don't know uh, how many weeks he will miss, whether he goes in the short-term IR, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, Isang Bassey had an interception in each of the three preseason games. Mm-hmm. He has been able to play outside, but he can play nickel corner, which is really important, again, given the fact that K1 Williams is is banged up. So I, I don't think – I mean, I would be shocked if Isang Bassey is not on this team. Well, don't you think he helped his cause? Yeah, I mean, anytime you make, you make you know, plays, anytime you create a turnover – uh, even if the ball's thrown like right to you, still he has he's had three interceptions in three preseason games. So, um, but I think he's looked from all accounts he's looked good in camp, and again he's versatile enough that he can play outside, but he can play inside. And not every really good corner can play inside in the nickel. Uh, I, I guess they can, but they're not comfortable doing so. He appears to be a guy that can, and and he's. You know, he's a valuable guy in special teams. So I missed the obvious. Albert O. Albert Okwegbenam. I thought he had a really good game. I mean, oh, seven yeah. catches, 109 yards, had the touchdown. Um, I mean, he's, he's made it interesting, I think. And the cutdown date is tomorrow at 2 p.m. Mountain Time. Um, I, I think you have to balance sort of – what we saw and what I called Saturday night, and you, you do have to factor in that that is against the twos and threes, playing with the twos and threes against the twos and threes. That is not meant to be disparaging about those guys because some of those guys are going to you know eventually stick around here or somewhere else, make the team, and have a really good career. But the lion's share of those guys that we saw on Saturday night are not. They're not, they're not going to be in the league. Um, so, um, with respect to Albert O, I think his cumulative work during training camp is going to factor in his attention in meetings, how he practices when you really don't feel like practicing, um, all those things. But, I mean, he clearly has a skill set that if he can put everything together, he's got – ability to play in the league and and do so and and I think be a good player he can run he's 250 pounds he's 6'5 but there are other things involved so I I didn't leave there I think as some people on the text line were thinking or or saying that Albert O with that performance locked up a position on the final 53 I, I, I didn't leave there thinking that so we'll see and I do think the final 53 when it's announced tomorrow um You'll have four or five, maybe five, six players that are on that final 53 that within a week will not be on the final 53. You know, the best part about summer may not be the 95 degree weather, although I kind of like that. But it certainly is hanging out on your patio with family and friends because who doesn't enjoy that? Nothing like a Colorado night to enjoy the last bits of summer and to do it with your favorite beer, wine or spirit from Molly Spirits. Man, I love this place. As we know, Colorado may well be the home of crafted beer, and Molly's is a spot to always find 
your favorites and to try something new. And you know Molly's is the perfect spot to pick up those ready-to-drink cocktails like High Noon's Vodka and Soda Pineapple Flavor. It's made with real fruit juice. Or how about trying Cutwater's Vodka Iced Tea or Lime Margarita? They all sound good to me. Do me a favor. Go to mollyspirits.com and head to their beer tab. Did you follow me? mollyspirits.com. Head to the beer tab. That's where you're going to find thousands of different beers from IPAs, ales, lagers, pilners, and stouts. I mean, everything you can imagine at all different price points. It's truly a beer connoisseur's paradise. Same thing for wine and spirits. And Molly's always have staff picks listed in the store to help you make your selection. I use those, by the way. And somebody's always available in the store to answer any question you might have as well. And that's truly the difference between Molly's and some of those big box liquor stores. Molly's takes pride in that one-on-one service. So do yourself a favor. Head to one of their two locations, Lakeside location at 44th in Harlan, or the DTC location, which is in the Arapahoe Marketplace next to Sprouts on the west side of I-25. Molly Spirits, a land of adult beverage discovery. Talking about Albert O, you said, but there are other factors. He was in the doghouse last year, correct? I don't know. He just, um, listen, as a tight end and that size, you, you've got to be willing to block. You've, you've got to give effort in the, in the run game. Right, I mean, mm-hmm. um, you you've got to be, and I don't I, the run game. I know the other part. I can just tell you in general terms, you've got to be attentive in meetings. You have to, you know, you got to be one one that gets there early and stays late. You have to prove to those coaches that I'm all about this. I want this more than anything in the world, and I'm willing to do whatever I need to do. It has to be. I mean, effort counts. At any level of, of football, the preparation counts. And I like Alberto. I mean, he's a he's a likable young guy. Can I just straight up interrupt you? Yeah. Okay. You're alluding to the fact that he wasn't attentive in meetings then. No. What I specifically said was in general terms, okay. um, I'm not saying he wasn't attentive. I don't think he was particularly good in the run game. Okay. Uh, and that's not been his strength as a player. And in this offense, you have to – and Greg Dulcich has a ways to go in the run game as well. But in what they want to run here, you got to have a tight end that's willing to stick his nose in and block, thus the arrival of Chris Manhurts, who is hurt. But, I mean, they want guys that they can attach at the end of the line that you don't have to be a dominant run blocker, but you have to be a willing combatant in the run game. Do you think he makes the team? I, I don't have any idea. I mean, again, I think he has. I think he has. Um, I think he has enough talent to play in the league. I, I don't. I mean, if I, I just, I don't know. I mean, I was not, as I said, I was not certain when I left that game that what he did on tape, given the circumstances, would override any sort of predisposition that the coaches may have had before that, because he's running against twos and threes. I mean, good for him. I felt good, and I, I'm sure he felt good. Having that kind of game, right? It's mm-hmm. a pretty, it's a pretty cool thing. So I, I don't know. Manhurts is nicked up. Might that affect the tight end room? M- maybe. I, I don't know how those coaches will look at that. Do you think Sean Payton's the kind of guy <clears throat> that this really, really hurts him, bothers him to do these cuts? I mean, yeah. you have to. Oh yeah. I get the impression yeah. too. I mean, he's, you know, he's a no nonsense guy, mm-hmm. but he also, you know, he he said on the air to me 
after the game Saturday night, you know, he was involved in, in four or five of these things where he got the call. Coach wants to see you. That's not a, that's not a good, that's not a good call when you walk up those stairs and you walk in and the coach is sitting there and there's nobody else in there and you're, you're, you're fixing to get cut. So, um, yeah. So I think any coach understands how hard these guys work. This is, this is for a lot of these guys, this is their lifelong dream. And at least in that meeting, you are crushing that dream. That, that, I don't think that makes any coach feel good. Yeah. So let's talk about, even though it was a preseason game, and I, I guess I, I kept having to remind myself of that when were I was getting... Were you drinking getting... wine? No. Okay. I can have a good time without wine. Hmm. <laughs> okay. No, I wasn't. Um, so I'm, I'm really enjoying it. And then I, I'm like, oh, okay, it is preseason, but I'm still enjoying it because we haven't, we've had very few moments yeah. of those kind of games, right? Yeah. So I kind I of feel that. like just go with it. Jared Stidham had a game of his life almost, right? I mean, or, or a, I thought he played well. I thought he played great, yeah. right? So maybe he, uh, I know Sean Payton is, is high on him. Maybe he assures people that weren't as high on him mm-hmm. that he was worth that two year, $10 million contract. Yeah, I mean, I thought he played really well. Ball came out of his hand, looked like he made good decisions, um, has a good arm, showed ability to escape the pocket and move around a little bit, more so than I thought maybe he had in terms of athletic ability. Took a big shot, I mean a big shot, in the pocket and you know was able to get up and continue in the game. That shows you a lot in terms of how tough he is mentally and physically. So, yeah, I mean, I think he he solidified the number two spot, although I, I got to tell you, even though he didn't play all that well in the first preseason game against the Cardinals, mm-hmm. and, and Ben DiNucci came in and made some plays, I never one time thought that it wasn't going to be Jared Stidham uh, in that second spot. Will yeah. they keep DiNucci, do you think? Um, I don't know. I think it depends on what the other 31 teams do. And when they release a quarterback, does Sean Payton or one of the coaches have experience with one of those guys on the waiver wire and say, listen, I love that guy. And then they put a claim in, right? The Broncos have, uh, I think they claim fifth. So the waiver wire is in order. And the Broncos, because of the record last year, which is 5-12, and 12, they get the fifth overall claim. So they, they should be able to... Uh, find players. You know, you've heard me talk about my friend Dan Kaplis before, and now we are really excited to welcome Dan as a new sponsor to the Dave Logan podcast. Dan Kaplis Law is a serious firm for serious cases, and I can tell you this a lot more. Dan has been practicing law for over 35 years. He's a passionate guy, and he's passionate about making sure his clients get the highest level of quality for their legal representation. We all know there are countless lawyers out there, and you've got plenty that you can choose from. So you might ask what makes Dan a little bit different. You know, Dan is a man who believes in inherent dignity and values human life. And sometimes our our world is so crazy, there seems to be a lack of respect for a lot of things, including human life, and especially when it comes to reckless driving. Dan has had a long and distinguished track record of making sure those reckless drivers and their insurance companies do the right thing, and that is to pay in full. And Dan is committed to helping people from all walks of life. He accepts righteous injury cases on a percentage fee basis without regard for the ability to pay. 
You don't hear a lot of personal injury lawyers talk about that. Finally, if you just look at his proven results over 35 years, log on to dancaplislaw.com and you can see all the cases that Dan has won with the best possible results for his clients. Now, if you need Dan's help, give him a call, 303-770-5551. Again, 303-770-5551, or you can go to dancaplislaw.com. Hey, let me take this opportunity to welcome a new sponsor to the Dave Logan Podcast. We're really excited that they're on board because they love playing sports just about as much as we do. And we're talking about Volo Sports, Denver's best social sports league and the largest in the U.S., Maybe you've just moved to town. You want to meet new people, looking for new people to hang out with or get that workout in and have a great time doing it. You can do it all with Volo Sports. With Volo, you can play volleyball, basketball, pickleball. I haven't tried that yet. Flag football and much, much more. You can play in a league for six to eight weeks or you can get the Volo Pass, which gives you the flexibility to play a variety of sports and do so on your own schedule with unlimited pickup games, league drop-ins, and tournaments. It's a great option for those of us with busy schedules. And I don't know about you, but our schedule's starting to get real busy. And something else we'd like to mention, Volo. When you play with Volo, you're helping create free youth programs in your community, leagues you can volunteer to coach in. So it's easy to sign up to play. Just go to Volo, V-O-L-O, sports.com, or the Volo Sports app for more information on all of the sports available. Once again, go to Volo, V as in Victor, O-L-O, volosports.com to get in the game. If you're a betting man, and it's almost unfair to ask the play-by-play person, but... Then don't do it. Oh, but this podcast, and it makes it fun. All right. Would you bet we'll see Jarrett Stidham at some point this season? I'm going to give you my answer first so you can think. Do you, do you think your answer will persuade me one way or the other? No, it never ever anything I've ever said to you in 30 years. Well, that's never not pers- true. <laughs> that's not true. I mean, partially true. Partially true. I think the answer is yes in that we're going to see Russ out of the pocket a little bit more than we did last year and that's what we think we want to see. I do. I think we're going to see I don't know. I don't think it's So you're hard- saying because of injury. Yeah. Well, I'm not. No, I God, I hope not. God, then it's just going to be we'll another right, right at your uh, Yeah. Well, remember this podcast. <laughs> remember when you said you didn't think Russell would survive the season? And damn. Um, no, you can't. I mean, I would never try to forecast I know. an injury. Um, it, it goes without saying that it is a very violent game. It is really tough physically on everybody. So. I'll say this. I, I think Russell's play um, will be good enough to keep his job. I, I just don't see Russell Wilson having anywhere close to the kind of year that he had last year. I think he's in a better system. I think he's coached differently. Uh, I think he's been humbled. I've said that before. I think he knows that his um, legacy in this league took it took a big hit last year. And the only way to rectify that is to come out and and play really good football. So I'm anxious to see what he does. If I had to bet, I would say Russell will have a very good year for the Broncos. Really? Yep. Are you going to put any numbers to that? No, but I I, I think he won't. Uh, I mean, I think he's a guy in the in this offense. It's going to be a run first offense. It's going to be heavy play pass, 
lots of screens, uh, boots, get the ball, change the um, trajectory point. And so, I mean, I could see Russell Wilson ending the year throwing 28 to 32 touchdowns, uh, 9, 10 picks, and right at 4,000 yards. How many touchdowns did he have last year? I've tried to erase last year. <laughs> I've tried to I tried to erase it. He uh he threw 12 picks and uh I believe he had like 16 or 17. I mean, he didn't play yeah. the entire season. So you're I doubling. really have tried to erase it. What year are you talking about? I last don't year? I remember, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't remember yesterday. So we didn't talk about the Jerry Judy injury cuz that had happened. I think he was 18 and 12. You know exactly. You have a memory like no other. Do elephants really have good memories? And and if so, how do, how do, how has that been determined? Is that is that the saying? You have a memory like an elephant? Yeah, I don't know. How, like, how I mean, do they, it, it, like they put peanuts under like six boxes and then they tell Mr. Shells? Elephant shells. Yeah. I mean, is that how they do it? I don't know. I'm going to look that up though. Yeah, I'll have that ready. That. I'll have that for the next podcast. Yeah. So he doesn't have the well, he definitely doesn't have the weapons that maybe he had last year. Jerry Judy apparently is only going to be out what? Maybe the opener, which would be fantastic. Uh, I haven't heard that. Oh, really? Mm-mm. How would have you heard, Mister Insider? Well, he looked like he looked like a sniper had taken him out because I was at the practice when he got hurt. Mm-hmm. He had to be helped off the field. Mm-hmm. If your hamstring is is injured to that point, maybe I, he's dramatic. You know, I well, I mean, maybe, but I would say. You've got two weeks now, almost two weeks before the opener, and he got hurt week before last. So, I, I if, if he can get back for game three or game four, I think it would be terrific. Now he said he's a quick healer, but I'm well, just telling you, when he went down and the way he was helped off, I'm thinking, I wonder if he's ruptured his hand. Now, evidently, that's not the case. Because the team is calling it a moderate hamstring pull. But a pull is a tear. So, I, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Didn't Garrett Bowles have an injury where he was just like, oh, my God, the guy's going to die. He got me on that one. And then he comes back, yeah, right? He, he, he was like later in the game? Carted off. Came back the next week. <laughs> played the next week. He didn't come back in that game. Okay. But he played the next week. I thought yeah. the season was over. Me too. I think he started yeah. crying. He was waving, you know, to, you know <laughs> say, saying goodbye to the fans. I'm like, well, damn. Hate to lose him. Yeah, I'll okay. be back next week. So maybe it's a case of that. So Marvin Mims will be right. So he's gonna. So he'll have Cortland, and he'll have Marvin Mims, who is a yeah. draft and pick. I think Brandon Johnson. And Brandon then Johnson got to make some decisions about, um, you know, little, little Jordan Humphrey. I love that. Marquez name. Calloway. Mm-hmm. There are some. They already cut Kendall Hinton. There are some interesting decisions, and I do think they may be locked into not only special teams but the tight end room. Too. So maybe you can mix and match. You have a couple of hybrid tight ends. Dulcich is a guy more so than Okwegbunam that I think you could play outside in certain personnel groups um, and you you utilize his size and speed. I mean, Greg Dulcich is a smooth running athlete. Mm-hmm. And he's got the same, maybe not to the extent of our Albert O, but he's got the same issue in terms of when he's attached, you've got to be a willing combatant. At tight end, little Jordan Humphrey was six for uh, was hit three times in the first uh, yeah. drive, so he made a case for himself. Yep, big, big 
receiver, 6'4", 225, has played for Sean Payton before, as has Marquez Callaway. So, you know, if you can get uh, Jerry Judy back in the early part of the first quarter of the season and uh, get him in the, the, the flow of things, then all good. A couple questions before I let you go because we're a little short of time. Ownership spent $100 million on upgrades to Empower Field. Wasn't there. It was great. It is was, it, I mean, that that video board is, is unbelievable. Is as good as anything that I've seen. And I've been in every NFL stadium. It's the fifth largest in the NFL, but it's, it's just massive. But it is so clear. The picture uh-huh. is so clear, right? And there are other amenities that they, they've upgraded. I mean, the Walton Pinner Family Ownership Group has spent $100 million to renovate the stadium. That's, that's the largest capital investment i believe since the stadium opened which was september 10th of 01 so they play the raiders september 10th of 2023 so 22 years to the day uh when the raiders roll into town and take on the broncos scoreboard is 70 percent larger than the last one it is it's like when in the pepsi center or ball arena when they put in the new scoreboard it is it becomes the gem the jewel yeah. of it yeah i think they upgraded the Wi-Fi Sound system is much better. Yeah, it just had a it just had a really good and I realized it was a it was a preseason game, but there were sixty thousand people there. It mm-hmm. just had a really sort of different vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of energy, and I and that's a preseason game. I can only imagine when you know when that regular season opener hits that yeah. that place is going to be jumping. They also had alcohol. They also have alcoholic ice cream. You know, I missed that. Well, maybe we they should bring some up for you. Press, press box. <laughs> Uh, finally, Randy Gratishar selected as a finalist to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It'd have to be... So happy. Well, could you say it a little happier? No, I'm so happy for him. Me too. Yeah. He's he's not only a great player, but he's a great guy. And uh, I played... Uh, Randy's a little bit older, but I played against him probably three or four times We uh, you know with the Browns. We weren't in the AFC West. But you talk about a great player. And I, I've said this before, no disrespect to Jack Lambert, who was in the division I played in. I had to play against him twice a year, and he's in the Hall of Fame. Randy was every bit as good a player. That's not diminishing Jack, but Jack was 215 pounds. Uh, Randy was 235-pound linebacker back in the mid-'70s. That mm-hmm. could really run. Very instinctive, very smart. Uh, this has been a long time coming and should have happened two decades ago. But I'm happy that, that uh, Randy and his family are going to Get, to go back to Canton and get recognized. And my hope is that there are other Bronco players on that uh, Orange Crush defense because really he'll right. be the first. Yeah. One of the great single, you can say single season, single season defenses in the history of the league. And he's the first guy to make the Hall of Fame. I know. Better late than never, I guess I would say. That's true. Yeah. Um, okay. So next week, we'll see you. We'll be talking about games that matter. See you next week. Marvel.